You are listening to the 312 Squadron Podcast. My name is Nick Sperry. And I'm Andrew Kuba. And I'm Emil Picasso. All right, you guys are in for a treat. For our first episode this week, we discuss an old friend joining Standard, Dash Rendar, Lebo, and more. Can we solve certain pilots in the game of X-Wing? The meta fallout of Gen Con amidst store champ season and more. But Nick, hey, uh, we're not just on a podcast. There's also other ways to find us. What are some other places that you can see some 312 content and also videos, all sorts of other stuff? We have you surrounded. We're everywhere these days, man. I swear. That's right. So real quick, guys, before we dive into everything, 312 Squadron, if you guys didn't know, we're based here in Chicago, Illinois. And we are an X-Wing community and channel. We specialize in streaming both in-person and online X-Wing and other games. You can find us on YouTube, on Facebook, on Twitch, where we stream, on Discord, and right here on your preferred podcast platform. Now this is podcasting. Now this well, is podcasting. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so... I think now we have some big news that is uh, come out from AMG. The YT-2400 and the TIE Bomber Packs are being released. So it's going to be interesting to see where they're going to be. Points have not come out yet, but we do have a preview of what the ships are going to have. They have some some new title upgrades, probably some new, it looks like some new ordnance, uh, and a lot of... Uh, things that could possibly shake up the current meta in there as well, or at least we're going to see if they have the, the ability to do that. So do we want to start with the YT or the bombers? Let's do something new. The YT 2400. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Let's both say. start with the shiny new thing. We're exciting. Uh, let's start with scum guys. Scum is the one that I think the faction that needs a little bit of love. So who wants to take the new scum YT-2400 pilot, I believe it might just be Lebo, but I'll have to double check here. I'm going to pull it up on my screen. Yeah, uh, Lebo is uh, in Rebel or Scum. Uh, one, I do like that uh, AMG, when they're coming out with the new ships, that they have the ability to, that they're in multiple factions. So you don't have to just buy into a faction that you don't play, and you can still use the chassis elsewhere. Or, you know, it's a great way to kind of explore and build into a new faction so the scum pilot uh, i don't I, see you know, anything I don't, yeah there's <laughs> nothing for the scum pilot so, so i believe the standardized loadouts are the same for scum and rebels yeah uh and dash and lebo are both in rebels and scum but it's but only, only standardized, standardized yes right yes. that was the thing so it is going to be the same for for rebels and scum yeah so yeah, it doesn't matter which faction you choose because the Serenized loadout's going to be the same for your, uh, for your either one of them. But that's a big deal, right? Because one, one you get to customize and have opportunity to pick your own upgrades uh, with, with Rebels, but you won't have that opportunity with Scum, which, I don't know, I don't think Scum players necessarily want to hear that, but you know, not all not all hope is lost. The standardized cards could be quite good. Uh, yeah. uh, let's jump into it, though. Who wants to, who wants to start with... Uh, let's start with Dash. Yeah, I can start with uh, Dash. Dash has a new ability. Um, he's an I-5 pilot, six hull, four shield, two evade dice, and he's rolling three attack dice. Uh, and his new pilot ability is after you gain a red token as a result of moving through or overlapping an obstacle, you may transfer that red token to a friendly ship at range zero to one. 
So it's a little bit different. He can still overlap obstacles, but it looks like he's still taking that penalty, but then you just transfer the token. So maybe you don't have the stress uh, ability and you can do it right after you overlap. So it's not like you would lose an action step unless the obstacle says that you lose that action step. And then uh, it has a, a, a ship ability, Sensor Blackout. While you perform a primary attack at range 0 to 1, you roll one fewer attack dice. So that is to balance it out because it has a three dice gun. You're not going to be rolling four dice at that 0 to 1. Um, so you would roll four, but then you would just roll three. So it's always a three dice gun. Uh, another thing it says, while you defend at range 1, you roll one fewer defense yeah. die as well. That's so, the big one. Yeah, you you don't want to be at range one. Yep. This is yeah, a, a large yeah. base, a large base vying to stay away from uh, in your your enemy's list where the average ship count now is around five, maybe even six. Yeah, uh, not, you know, easier. that's five. I think that's the average. Yeah. Easier said than done. It depends on what faction, but it's usually five is what we have noticed across the board here in most tournaments. Yeah. I you know I I think it's a weird thing where that that ship ability is kind of fighting with the pilot ability because if you want to be moving through obstacles you're you're I feel like you're doing that to surprise your enemy to to be able to to jump on them at range 1 maybe when they're not expecting you. It's it's interesting. Right. It it is All interesting right. and he's got his go ahead and break down some of his upgrades on the standardized version. Yeah, right. So for the standardized, uh there's a new title uh ability called mercenary um and or not title. Um oh boy, what's it called? Uh talent. Talent, that's it. A new talent called mercenary. Uh after another friendly ship at range 0 to 2 is destroyed before it is removed from the play area, transfer one of its green tokens to yourself. So if if you're losing a friendly ship, you at least get to if you didn't spend that focus, you can you can at least get it onto you. Uh, and then there's Lebo crew. After you repair a damage card, you may perform an action from your action bar, which if you're in a, a large base ship, that seems really good. Uh, Seeker missiles, which are interesting, uh, only range two to three, three attack dice uh, out the front arc and uh, four charges. And so the attack, you need a target lock. You can spend one charge, but during the modify attack dice step, you may spend two additional charge tokens to change one result to a hit for each charge spent this way. One eyeball result yeah, to a hit. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you can spend up to two, so you can't just like yep. use all all three on that. Um, but that covers for being able to target lock and, and, and get those focus actions. And then has a title... Outrider, while you perform a primary attack at range three, roll one additional attack die. While you perform an attack that is obstructed by an obstacle, you may spend one of the defender's evade result, or you may change one, you may spend one of the defender's evade results to a uh, eye result. So it's not change, you're spending it into an eye. But I'm sure that that's bizarre be wording. It's bizarre wording, so I'm wondering if that that means that there's some some interaction down the line that that uh, mm. that that matters. There might be some edge cases in the rules. So, okay, uh, rolling four dice at range three, it's pretty good. Yeah, Definitely not there's like a lot the of conditional things here. Yeah, yeah, it's very conditional all the way across the board for literally from the ability to every upgrade that he has stapled on the standardized card. 
Manny, what's your yeah. first initial kind of reaction or impression of, of everything you just saw or you see? Oh, here? man. Okay, depend on how much this card is going to cost, because if I'm going to have to guess, I would, uh, I'm going to assume that's going to be seven points. So obviously the the comparison would be to Han. Uh, and Han compared to this at the same cost, I don't. I think I. I think I would have some trouble picking Dash over Han. It was. It was the same price. And just for for those of you guys well, listening, you you might know the points by the time you listen to this because we don't. Oh, that's true. Recorded yeah. this. So uh, we will have some insight once this episode is released as to exactly the cost of everything. However, if yeah. trends are true, these the the way that standardized cards have been priced for play across multiple factions. I would not be blown away if if this ends up releasing as six points at six points. Yeah, six points. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I think that's fair. Wait, so um, Lebo and Dash both at six points. Well, we'll talk well, about Lebo. We'll talk about okay. Lebo. All right, all right. Okay. Um, and go ahead, Andrew. Yeah, I could I could see it being being six or seven. I think those are both fair. Um, Dash is also as an I five. Uh, that's pretty good. Um, I, I this is something that yeah really wants to stay at range three. Yep. The weird thing is, uh, so you still suffer the penalties from going over obstacles. And I'm trying to think like what in what. Gas pods are going to be popular with him, I think. Yeah, but not but that you but then you have to ionize one of your other shifts. Well, well, no, the, the, the chances of you taking one ion are high. Three is is, is very slim. Yeah. No. Right. I, I know, but I mean, so yeah, you you just don't transfer that. Ion. Well, it says you can transfer one. So I guess if you get the mm-hmm. third ion and you go over a gas cloud, you can transfer one of them, and then you're only at right. two, which is fine. Um, but this but way, then, he can fly but, away from people if he goes over gas clouds. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah, that's true. He doesn't have um, to deal with. Yeah, like I was about to say, if you're using the ability to fly through obstacles, I think you're using it to fly away rather than try to get the jump on someone. Something that's worth calling out here really quick, too, um, is that this is kind of a special circumstance where we uh, with with a new release where we are seeing something that is already in the game and priced with different things in the game, different abilities yeah. you know, in different factions uh, with the conversion kit, you could play this ship, even though it's extended. This is mm-hmm. the first time we're seeing something be completely redone that already exists and is playable currently. Um, yeah, that is and cool. so I think that is going to not only shake things up uh, in terms of maybe the meta, but it also makes it potentially confusing for folks who maybe are, have stepped away from the game or are playing at home and aren't really paying too much attention to what's going on in the X-Wing outside world. Um, I just think it's interesting that, you know, we might see more of this later, especially with reprints. This is the first kind of reprint that we're now seeing. This is the first reprint besides the bombers being put into standard. But those pilots are still the same. These are different. Um, Really quickly, before we get to Lebo, there is a build your own dash, as we alluded to in Rebels and Rebels only uh, Mm -hmm. that I want to I'm going to read you guys the original dashes ability real quick and then i'm going to read you the new build your own dashes ability that will override the old one so here is the old dash the one that as of right now is an extended he is 10 points with 22 loadout 
He's initiative five. He stays the same initiative. And his ability is while you move, you ignore obstacles. Just flat across the board, you just don't suffer the effects of them unless you stay on top of it, then you wouldn't be able to shoot. But otherwise, while you move, you can barrel roll off of it. You can ignore it completely while you move. With sensor blind spot, while you perform a primary attack at range 0 to 1, do not apply the 0 to 1 bonus, and you roll one fewer attack die. Full stop, that's it. Nothing about reducing your agility at range 0 to 1, only for attacking. So, pretty, you know, not really kind of old news at this point, right? Because he's about to be overridden by the new dash. So I'm going to read you guys the new dash's ability, the build your own. Uh, during the engagement phase, you ignore the effects of obstacles that you are overlapping. So still tied to obstacles. However, the timing is different. It's not just while you activate. And during the engagement phase, you ignore the effects of obstacles you are, that you are overlapping. So you can park on top of rock, debris, gas cloud. However, here's the deal. You still suffer the effects of it while you're moving onto it. So if you hit a rock and you want to stand on, stay on top of it and shoot, great. But you could take two damage from that. So there's you know, some drawback. Now, you can't just be all willy-nilly loosey-goosey. Um, we don't know how much loadout he'll boy. have. We don't know how much loadout will... He, he will certainly not be the same price as a standardized version of Dash. I could see this one being seven points. And standardized, again, you, we will all know by the time this is released what everything costs and what the loadout is. But I could see this at seven and standardized Dash at six. What do you guys think about that? Oh, yeah. I mean, no, I, I agree. It would fit... It would make sense uh, if you take account of all their of all their other previous actions. Yeah, and and we'll have to see just what the what the loadout is too, and and what slots it can take. Absolutely. Um, let's keep be, going though. Let's do yeah. Lebo. Uh, Andrew, do you want to read the standardized uh, Lebo for us? Yeah. So Lebo is initiative three. Um, and the pilot ability at the end of the engagement phase, you may spend a calculate token to acquire a lock on an enemy ship at range two to three. And so instead of having the focus action like uh, Dash does, Lebo has calculate, has the target lock into rotate turret uh, into or, and then has a red barrel roll and just a, a white uh, rotate. And then These also are different the actions than dash different, as well. Yeah, different actions yep. than dash. Which uh, is really, really interesting. That is also something we have not seen before. Right. I was about yeah, to say, like, that's probably the first. Besides, besides, besides the fact that some can only calculate versus focus, that's the only instance in Exxon where we've seen an action bar be, or be manipulated across a chassis. But this is really interesting. A new linked action that another pilot, the same chassis, does not have access to. Being able to link into an arc rotation is pretty big, yep. uh, especially at, especially at I three. Yeah, uh, at I three. Well, at I three, you you still have to do some guesswork as to where they're. You know, you can still get arc dodged, but um, they also just uh, to finish it off. Lebo ha still has a sensor blackout from primary attack range zero to one. Roll fewer attack die while you defend. Roll one fewer defense die. Um, so Lebo is interesting because spending that calculate uh, to gain the target lock is is pretty interesting as well. Um, so for the talent slot, they have efficient processing. After you perform a calculate action, gain a calculate token. So it makes it that a little better and makes it more likely that you're going to get that target lock. Uh, has the seeker missiles as well. So you can modify, uh, you spend charges to modify those missiles instead of having to use... Uh, 
calculate tokens, and then also has Outrider. So I perform primary attack at range three, roll the additional additional attack die. You can spend a defender's evade result uh, and into a uh, focus result. You know, I, just I something that we I want to um, call out as well that I think you know we we read out loud a couple times, but just I think props to AMG and also the testers for just noticing that it would be quite problematic to reduce your agility at range zero. So we're a sensor blackout for attacking a zero to one for defending. It's only range one. Yes. Yeah, that's right. That's really a a nuanced thing that really matters a lot. Yeah, because that would be very annoying for those range uh, zero shots. Um, You mentioned Outrider. Lebo has Outrider uh, and Dash has Outrider. So what does that mean? You can't have both in a list, guys. I'm sorry. That's you can't have both standardized versions. You can have one that is and one that isn't. Both standardized, you cannot do it. It will not be possible. Yeah, you can't have two outriders. So that's that's a good call out right there too. Yeah. So where does this fit in the current scum or uh, rebels lists? Because where I'm I'm seeing it is I mean this I don't think this like goes maybe this is not a Han Solo replacement. Um, but what I am seeing is a a pretty if you can keep it at range three, this is going to be a very resilient ship. Um, Cause you still, if you keep it, you want to be at range three. So you're rolling uh, potentially three evade die on a large ship. And if you're hovering around obstacles, you can use those maybe to get a fourth. Um, and you have 10 hull to chew through. So right. what this is screaming to me is uh, objective. This is your objective ship. At least for assault. It's going to be good at assault. It's going to be good at assault. It's going to be, I think it's going to be great at, at flipping switches, um, like on the far side and, and reaching those switches. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, I, you don't want to pick up crates with this. Um, but I, I mean, and I think it would be good in chance engagement, too, because it's just it seems like it's going to be very hard to to kill yeah. or uh, to destroy. Um, Manny, what do you think before I jump in with my take on? on yeah, I mean, I could see it being used as, as like a multi-role purpose. I don't know how I feel about spending six or seven points on a large ship. That's that is, that's primary objective is to go after objectives. I mean, yeah, I, I, I guess it makes sense. But um, I mean, if I'm spending six or seven points, I want that ship to at least be killing stuff. It's got four dice at range three. Yeah, that's true. Oh yeah, talk yeah. About that. Uh, again, I, as I mentioned, I think the theme, the the word of the day, is uh, conditional with these guys. Um, I I think that you can, if put in a position for it to be possible, they will be easily bullied. Um, at range one, um, I, so there, yeah. there has to be, and there are a lot of fast ships, a lot of big ships that can cover a lot of distance right now. Three dice, four dice guns, APTs are a thing, a little you know here and there sometimes, um, especially with Battle of Yavin and all that stuff. So yeah. I, I, I think that the six a six point version of these guys, you can definitely make a good argument. I think it's seven. You will have to figure out exactly what kind of strategy you can control when bringing this piece to a game, because your opponent will do their best to get in, just get in your face and bully them, which you had to do in you know 
2.0 in the current version of these pilots. That was the only way to really take them down. They're neutered yeah. without the ability to double tap, to take multiple focuses, um, sensor sensor blackout affecting your agility at range one. Like I said, being bullied at range one, it could you could die in two or three shots if you take two or three range one shots. Right. So um, I am skeptical. That is my uh, that is right now my my current standing is I am hopeful and skeptical at the same time. Um, with I I with these will guys. I will say. But you're I I think that you're forcing your opponents to dive at you. They have to dive at you because if they if you if they let you slow roll up, they are they're going to be in a lot of trouble. They have to go all in pretty aggressive right away. And if you can bring that, I think with this list, you want to bring some good flankers. I'm thinking this is going to be a great list for um, some of the fangs like Bodica with the, the double tap ability. Um because they have to pick a lane. Do they do they bully? They have to go all in and bully Dash or Lebo. And then that is going to leave your flank. They your flankers will have open season because they have to come at them really fast. Yeah, but six or seven points of bait is is a pricey piece of bait. Which is it's at the expense yeah. of how sure. big the rest of the list can be. Sure. So hey, if your I, flankers I'm... would be a couple A-wings and Luke. Is that enough? Or, you know, Bodica and a couple of, you know, two or three other ships. If All right, here's a question. If you were to take the Rebelist uh, that got second in uh, Gen Con and replace, oh, wait, no, Han is not part of those. But let's say if you, uh, let's say if you were to take like a Rebelist, replace Han with Dash, would you feel more confident overall? I, I, I mean, Dash no, just will not I be don't. as good as Han. I don't think it's right. going to be Absolutely possible not. for him to meet that ceiling. It's He's not set up for it. Yeah. I'll also, Han Han himself is a format warping ship. Like Han is worth two ships. I don't mm-hmm. see Dash or Lebo. Yeah. Even if they it's a are tough priced. comparison to make because of the double right. tapping that Dash cannot do I, as well. I think I think if you're if you're bringing Dash or Lebo, it's because it's going to be in a different type of list. Um, now, you know, Dash Lebo. Maybe if you bring Han, that could be interesting because then they have to pick. They have to pick. Do they go all in on Han? Do they go all in Lebo? Because what if Han's your flanker? <laughs> like, you know, uh, uh, that could be interesting as well. Where, yeah. uh, it, you know, because because that's if it's a, a, a but that's still that's a lot, right? So let's say that this is six points. Han Han is seven. There's not really much else that that you're bringing, but. That could be. Scary. Yeah, I think you'll be in a position where you might have to build around one of these yeah. two. Yeah, I, I think yeah. I think it's a build around right now for sure. But I, I don't think it's an, it's going to be in nearly the same list. And I don't see this on replacement. No. So. Uh, all right. But, before we move on to the bombers, final verdict, yay or nay, I'm going to ask each of you. OK, just in terms of impression of what you've seen, if you had to lean one way, yay or nay, Manny. It's first, extremely hard since we don't have the points. I mean, let's do it for the hot takes. This is what we do. All right, here. the hot all takes. Right. All right, uh, including the fact that we don't have the points. I am a nay on this. I I, am I like the yay. Yeah. Okay. I am a big nay right now. I am yay. I am so yay. Granted, I, if these guys are like really cheap, like five or six points, then yeah, like oh, huge, God. We huge will, yay. <laughs> we're gonna revisit this, guys. We're gonna check yeah. in on how things yeah, are yeah, doing yeah. after we've we've seen the points. Because uh, when this comes out, we'll yeah. know after we've because I'll assume it's gonna be like six or seven. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll six, see. But six points I'm in, uh 
seven points. I think I think for Dash, I could see Dash being seven points. That might be all right. Uh, Lebo at six. I I would be very in uh, on Lebo at six. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm but, thinking. Yeah. It's no, they have a good I'm, stat line. They have a decent yeah. action bar. Their dial is great. Um, they you know they drop down from four to three attack. They can lose their agility and attack dice at range zero to one slash one for evade for uh, defending. Uh, large base, higher initiative for dash at I five, Lebo at I three. There's some dynamic potential. Um, yeah. I think we can leave it probably at that and jump into the bombers. If you know, unless uh, there's wait. any itching Whoa. last words about what these question? Oh, so. Hold on, hold on. We forgot to yeah, take a look at their dial. Their dial has only one red uh, maneuver, and that is a 4K. Right. They have yep. white three hards. They go, yeah, straight. Yep. Now, the they blues aren't great, but not The bad. blues aren't great. Yeah, that's the Blues that's aren't true. great. However, they have four blue maneuvers total. One banks, one straight, two straight. For a large base ship that has a three bank, that's pretty rare, too. Very maneuverable. I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm, the one I'm hard, the white one hard is what pretty fast. Is, is that white, the white one, one hard? hard is very that's strong. Wild, yeah. yeah. Uh, right, quick yeah. question. Uh, do we know what the the loadout numbers for the customized ones, or is that still up in the air? Yeah, I, I think it's all still up in the it's, air. Yeah. We oh, okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. It'll be revealed at the same time. Gotcha. I don't know if like any leaks. Yeah, that's right. It gonna make sense if it leaked. Yeah. All right. Cool. But we will know, and when this comes out, we we will know. So yeah. an interesting topic, pre a, a little bit of a you know, kind of a, a trying to use our foresight and guessing guesswork here. So we will we'll right. know soon enough. As, as you're listening, you can you can tell us how how wrong yeah how, we, how wrong oh yes were you a yay or an a like where a. are you at now yeah we they where are you know. at now they don't um know. please send me right. a message on how wrong I was all right. right I won't respond but please. TIE Bomber time. All right, so guys, the, the TIE Bomber has been a part of Extended for a long time. I think it was a ship that a lot of people were like, when are we going to get the TIE Bomber in Standard? When are we going to get it? And well, we have it. We had it graduated into Standard uh, as soon as the starter pack with the Bomber was announced. And now we speculated at the time the starter pack came out that we would get an expansion with just a Bomber or two. And now we do. We, we have a dual pack, two Bombers. Uh, with some new standardized pilots that come out that have not been released yet, they're released in this pack specifically. Um, and yeah, I'm 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 eager to see how these do. I'm excited about it. We can break them down. Um, but before we do that, how do you guys feel the bombers have performed so far? Because they have been standard legal for a little while now. You know, what are your thoughts on on yeah. them overall? I think they made a splash, and then they kind of just became quiet all of a sudden. I don't think. They were too prevalent at uh, Gen Con. I don't know if the Arcs and Han kind of ate their lunch. They were in Swiss. They were pretty. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. I I faced a, a bunch. Yeah. Um. I think no. I think they've been strong. They've they've. Oh, oh yeah, like they're, they're pretty good. Yeah. I mean, oh yeah. Other uh, other great for their price. I mean, I, yeah. I depend on the pilot, but they're yeah. Continue. Great at three points. Uh, I think that people picked up on pretty quickly that how punishing the saturation salvo uh, uh, barrage rocket combination was and that made it not viable to take quite a few ships. Like, like it made me not want to really take Fang fighters as much uh, cause that is something that if they're, <laughs> they do not want to be saturation salvoed. Yeah. Han doesn't like uh, him. 
Han doesn't <laughs> like them. Yeah, uh, they they serve a very important role, I think, in, in the current mm-hmm. meta. And it's kind of it's very cool to see because they're relevant in a way that they haven't been in. I, I mean, since I've started playing, which which I really like. Yeah, and Tomax Bren is obviously the MVP of of the yep. bomber options in, in that are customizable because Tomax is I five with good loadout to take the barrage rockets, the saturation salvo, and the bomblet generator. But if you want to, you know, beef up your list and beef up your efficiency with your attacks, then you throw in uh, Rhymer at I four and Jonas, who's the big one that basically almost guarantees that you get three hits on your barrage rockets because he allows you to reroll up to two dice for each friendly ship or for a friendly ship himself included at zero to one they may reroll two of their missile or torpedo attacks so um very good actually it's funny shout out to ben keller one of our locals who thought for the longest time while he's playing these bombers that uh jonas's ability was reroll only one die not two so he was for the longest time only rerolling one of his barrage rockets <laughs> hilarious i just it's just so funny uh you could not believe it it seems too good it seems too good yeah it is it's good and but there the drawbacks are there which we can get into um you know i mean actually i'll talk about it real quick the drawbacks of why did i not play more than one bomber did well at gen con i only brought one bomber it was tomax uh they're you know the other jonas is four points he can be initiative killed they have no shields uh they can be uh mag pulsed they can be jammed by whispers there are and they can be flanked by aces. So they're, you know, they're a one trick pony. They go in one direction and coast and just try to get their arc wide to catch something. And there are ways to beat them. And I think that has been proven yeah. um, at this point that there are things out there that will bully them and allow them to basically just take up useless space in your list if they're not firing those barrage rockets. Yeah, I, I think that the competitive call is is only one uh tomax only because yeah. also too if they if they go in at the bomber it's three points that you lose but if you have all three that are very easy i mean that's nine points that you possibly could be giving up um if i'm sitting across the table across a multiple bomber list they they're going to be my first target for sure yeah uh let's let's quickly uh or as quickly as you can dive into yeah. these new standardized pilots i'll start off with jonas and then um if you want to do tomax andrew and then manny you can do Deathfire. Ooh, I, was gonna say, I I want I'd like to take Deathfire. Okay, he wants oh, yeah, Deathfire. Sure. Sorry, Manny, you're gonna do Tomax. All right, so Captain Jonas, he is uh, at initiative four, and we again, when this is released, we'll know how many, how many much loadout or sorry, not how much loadout, how much he costs. But right now, um, we just know the upgrades. So he's got a talent called Top Cover. This talent reads: After a friendly ship at range zero to one defends. If you have not dropped or launched a device this round, you may launch a device using the three bank, three straight to the uh, three bank to the left, three straight or three bank to the right template. So you can be extra nimble, whereas they have the nimble bomber ability where they can drop a device or a bomb, you know, with their uh, one bank. They can he can do this with top cover with a three bank or a three straight. So that is pretty good. Um, and he he can launch it. So it's not dropping. You can't drop it behind you, but you have to use those templates to launch this device with top cover. That is how that works. So kind of scary. <laughs> like you could throw out some danger out in front of yeah. somebody with that. Um, again, after a friendly ship at range zero to one defends, just be nearby something or, you know, if it's you, that counts as well. 
He's got barrage rockets, as we've been used to seeing on the bombers. I think that's on par, putting that on him. And then proton bombs. So that is the danger that he can throw out with top cover. Proton bombs, they've been around for a while, but in case you don't know or can't remember what the hell they do, proton bombs, uh, during the system phase, uh, you can drop a proton bomb using a one uh, speed template or the one bank for these bombers. Uh, it's any ship at range zero to one of the bomb, after everyone is activated, it detonates, they suffer a crit, whether it be in the shields or into the hull. Really good in salvage mission, of course, because you say for a suffer crit and you, you're holding a crate, bye-bye crate. Um, so that is Jonas, uh, initiative four. Uh, I, I didn't even read his ability, so after you drop or launch device, gain an evade token. That's, uh, that's going to keep him around a little longer. That's pretty good, yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting if you launch a device uh, in response to friendly ship defending, it doesn't, I don't believe that would go off until the next activation round. I believe you're correct. It would be a really weird. It's a very special case. Yep, you're you're correct. Yeah, it's really strange because that would be really cool if you could throw it and then have it go off. But yeah, yeah. that's good. That's it might actually mess things up for yourself. You're like, well, crap. Yeah, you, you, <laughs> you don't well, have yeah, to do right. it. At least you don't have to do it. No, but it's in. It is interesting. It's it's pretty wild. Yeah, because you um, you also don't have to be in a position where you have to drop something, which is I don't know. It's it's funky. I like it. Yeah, and the other thing is, is is via not dropped or launched device that round. So you can't, you know, do two in the same round. You can't have system phase dropped in your first proton bomb and then do top top cover in the same round. Yeah. So that that's another, you know, just a, a important thing um to remember. Uh what do you guys think of Jonas? I'm this version I, of Jonas. I, it's cool. He's interesting. Yeah, it's funky. I like it. Uh, big fan uh, of top cover. Yeah. Uh, here's a hot take. We're going to see if I'm right. I'm going to speculate that this guy comes out at three points. I hope so. I mean, I'm going to be surprised. Really I don't know if I like that, but I'm like, I'm not going to be surprised by it. I, I like it. Uh, I think three points is absolutely fair for an I-4 bomber. Um, uh, even with top cover, it's standardized. Um, the evade is is really cool. I think that's going to really help, especially in this high initiative field that we see. I would be shocked if it was if it was more than three points. Oh, you know what? Let me read one more. So just a quick note. You had I know when you had said it's standardized, you meant in the standardized card format. But just right for the folks at home, it's not standardized across a list where everybody has it just in this card for Jonas. I didn't even read. There's a second part of top cover, guys. It says you ignore the effects of friendly devices. How about that? That's yeah. That that changes everything. Yeah. Right. So yeah. You can so just me just being a poo poo head. Yeah. Forgot to read that part because I got too excited about the, the first part. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, honestly, if it didn't have the second part, I still think it's cool. But that yeah, makes totally. it. That's a lot better. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Because um, the bad side about, is you're telegraphing where you're not going to go. But yeah, this right. is good. Yeah. How about Tomax Manny? Give us what you got with Tomax. Uh yeah. Let me just find him. Where is he? Uh, t- there's like two of him, right? Or is there only one? Uh, well, there's, uh, the there's two of them. T T B E. Uh, T B E. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Um. All right. So he has ability of after you perform a barrel roll action, you may spend two charges. If you do, gain a focus token. Not bad. I kind of like it. 
the chassis ability is still the same. Uh, I'm going to move on to the upgrades. His talent slot is True Grit. It is a new upgrade. Uh, and its ability and its effect is at the end of the action, at the end of the activation phase, if you are not strained, you may gain one strain token to, uh, to remove one non-lock red or orange token. Uh, pretty good if you want to get unstressed, I guess. Uh, ion bombs. Um, yeah, I don't know what that does, right? I, I don't need to explain it. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah, I mean, like, let's let's so ion bombs. It's uh, it an ion bomb will detonate. In range damage. one, it will detonate. Yeah. And you get zero to one. Ion three ion tokens, yeah. no damage. Three, oh, ion three. Ion. yeah. Uh, and uh, for t- for torpedoes, it has plastic torpedoes. The effect: um, you roll three dice, two charges, range two to three. Uh, attack a lock on requirement. Spend one charge during the neutralize assault step. Uh, crits are canceled before hit results. After you, after after this attack hits, the defender loses one shield. Uh, interesting. Um, I I want to point out that what's really interesting about True Grit is that you there is a red disarm on the this chassis, and they would be able to remove the disarm token, um, at the end of activation if they wanted to. So let's say. They had a lockout there already from earlier. They wanted to fire a plasma torpedo, but they had to reload it during the activation phase to have a charge to do it. Now they can use True Grit. They could fire that plasma torp. Oh, so interesting. Kind of a cool okay. little, yeah. I, I did not realize that. Oh, and then also the ship itself has two uh, charges. It starts with two charges and then one reoccurring. So the, uh, the pilot, the, Pilot ability, ability you yep. can, yeah, you can do that once every other turn, which is nifty. Um, and Tomax is still initiative five, like his build your own counterpart that is being very popular right now with the Empire list. Um, I I like this too. I I think this is cool. This is a um, bomber ace. Yeah, this is a bomber yeah. ace. I I I don't think all three of these guys are going to end up being the same cost. I think. Oh no, they're definitely not. Make one of them be, you know, you know, a couple or maybe an even number, three points. One's a four pointer. I don't know who, uh, I I would also see, I could see this one going either way. I think this is a four pointer just based on the ability to, you know, gain focuses for doing barrel rolls. It's recurring. You have the opportunity to remove disarms. You have the ion bombs, which don't do a lot of, don't do damage, but ion is very good right now for control. So uh, I could go either way with with Tomax here. To be honest. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I I I'd be surprised if one of them was a four, because then you would just take the old Tomax. Um, you would just take three point one. This Tomax though is is interesting because this is one that wants to it wants to arc dodge it wants to use that barrel roll which I like and this Tomax has an ability you'll actually be able to use the other one that's that true doesn't work with his ability so yeah the other yeah. one the other one you're taking because it's i five yeah and yeah. that's it and I did do a quick check here and the dial is the same um and the action bar is the same so they have a focus they have a target lock they have a barrel roll a red target lock and a red uh uh reload. Their dial, they have uh, one bank whites, one straight blue, uh, two hards, two bank blue, two straight blue. And then they have the three hard white, three bank white, three straight blue, 3K, and then a 5K. A four straight, and then a 5K. So honestly, a really good dial. Like the three hard and two hard being white, the four straight, they go fast. 
two different ways to uh, turn around. Um, yeah, I mean, I think maybe this will reinvigorate people's uh, passion of playing bombers. I think maybe some people have soured on them slightly just based on them not doing as well in top cut formats, but it's early. It's still very early. So um, yeah, this will definitely be a bit of a shakeup. I would anticipate seeing them get played. Um, speaking of them, let's do the last one here because I haven't talked about them all. Andrew, let's do Deathfire. Yeah. Uh, so Deathfire, the reason why I want to do Deathfire is because I used to fly Deathfire in uh, 2.0 Aces High a lot because it was uh, a 30 point ship and the Aces High said that you built to 75 points. So you could load Deathfire up with plasma tor- or, uh, proton torpedoes on him. You could put, uh, oh man, one of my favorite proximity mines and do that on him as well. And there were so many games that I had where basically if someone would kill me, I would just kill them right back because his old his his pilot ability in the non standardized form is that uh, after you would be removed from uh, the table, uh, you get to launch a device or uh, shoot a um, uh, a missile or torpedo. Yeah, so that was great. That was Mm -hmm. was so much fun for aces. I loved it. but the new one, has, there's a new ship ability, and this one's kind of interesting too, is uh, after you fully execute a speed 3 to 5 maneuver, if you have not dropped or launched a device this round, you may spend 2 charge, and he comes with 2 charge and has 1 reoccurring. You can spend 2 to drop or launch a bomb using the 3 straight template. And then still has the nimble bomber uh, ch- chassis ability. So yeah, for the uh, car, yeah, pretty. Yeah, I mean, I have to read that again. You got you get you get to reach out and touch somebody. Yeah, two charges. Yeah, and they are recurring. Um, so if you do, yeah, if you with move a fast, yeah, and yeah, we'll get to what he gets to launch because that's it's pretty big. <laughs> yeah, yep. Uh, so we have uh, swift approaches during the system phase. After you drop or launch a device, you can perform a white barrel roll or boost action, even while stressed. So you have to do that. It's only during the system phase, though. But it still gets to put you into some uh, some pretty funky abilities. That's like the FO bomber, but they can barrel roll. Yep. Well. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty good. That's a talent, by the way, folks. Oh, um, also, last uh, last thing to note, too, uh, Deathfire's I3, if, uh, if yeah. I didn't say that before. So it goes I3, I4, I5, I3 for Deathfire, I4 for Jonas, and I5 for Tomax. That is interesting because the um, the uh, non-standardized uh, Deathfire uh, is I2. So he did go up in initiative value for this one as well. So we have Swift Approach, which uh, during the system phase, you can, uh, yeah, barrel or boost. Um, Mm -hmm. His pilot ability, unlike Jonas, uh, does not say that, uh, unlike Top Cover, does not say that uh, you can can launch or drop a device and then still use Swift Approach. So it doesn't doesn't preclude you from using one or the other. Um, And then, so he comes with Proton Bombs, uh, which you can now, now throw. So you get a crit. Uh, when those go off for ships at range one or Connor nets, which if you go over one of those, uh, you suffer a damage gain three ion tokens too. Mm-hmm. And it's a big, it's a big, it's a device. very wide, it's a big template. It's wide yeah. Yeah. Up space. Yeah. Um, area so, control with these guys yeah. is the theme. It's the, I'm getting so far. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's almost a large, it's like a chaff missile. 
I think. It's like around yeah, that size. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. It um, sticks out wider on the, the, the lips on each, each side stick out wider than a chaff. Oh, wow. Okay. In depth, in terms of like the depth of it, you know? Yeah. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. But yeah. yeah. This, this, this is a ship that you want to, I mean, this is a, yeah, this goes very good, well into a control list where Deathfire comes, lays the trap, and then everybody else can pounce and, uh, and capitalize on it. Um, death i think Deathfire is going to catch some people on some tables yeah absolutely speculation on cost i would i i think here's the deal Deathfire doesn't have any ordinance or like anything that in terms of his attacks that would uh you know he's just got his primary so i three yeah. points would make sense for me for this one as well i yeah i could see i could see three if, if I, I think if any of the pilots we've read so far is going to be four points i think Deathfire might be, yeah, he could be, be the new Grudge, <laughs> where Grudge was all over the place with Chaff um, yeah. when he had more loadout. This could be Grudge 2.0. Yeah, because if this is at three points, I don't know if it unseats uh, current Tomax or uh, yeah, current Tomax because you just you really want that i five, but yeah, it's fun. I'm gonna. These fly are gonna be good against Arc 170s. At least the Connor Nets. Oh my god! Oh yeah, yes. yeah. We'll get, we'll get to them in a bit. Um, there is there is one more that we didn't go, but I'm just gonna read it um, quickly. Uh, it's Major Rhymer. It's an iPhone. Oh wait, Miss Rhymer. I thought I missed something. Um, yeah, that's all right. Um, but there, there's nothing as crazy as the other ones with this. It's just uh, while you perform a uh, torpedo attack, if the defender is in your front arc or is, is in your front bullseye. You change one eyeball result to a crit and he comes with advanced proton torpedoes afterburners and then there's a new um uh oh boy uh a new automated loaders automated loaders and it's after from a primary attack you can spend one uh charge it has one non-recurring charge to perform a reload action that's pretty good so yeah. that's good. Yeah, I mean, so you shoot a torpedo and then you get another torpedo. Yeah, just shoot the meaningless range zero shot and be like, cool, thanks for the APT back or something. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what you want to do is uh, mm-hmm. is you get well, you could you could. Yeah, it's primary attack only. OK, so yeah, so yeah. you shoot an APT, do another attack. And then ideally, you're in a you know, ideally, you've gotten a good one off. You're still alive. Yeah. Um, which if you at that point, congratulations, you're doing a good job playing X-Wing right now. Primer, um, yeah. Because he's that's the you know it's I love this daredevil approach with this the design space of this you got the afterburners you have ways you have that apt you want to get close you want to get into range one however you're initiative four and yeah. you could be initiative killed being that close to people so it's yeah it's a it's a boom and zoom ship I don't think this leads the pack I think this is a cleanup crew where where um, Major Rhymer hangs back until, you know, maybe the after the first joust and then yeah. it dives in on something. Um, yeah. Yeah. Totally. But, uh, it's thanks here for calling for a good that time, out. Not Sorry, a I missed time. it. No, right. no, not yeah, quite. Right. But yeah, I um, think that's, that's good for the bombers, though. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, overall, I'm a yay on pretty much every single one. Yeah. I'll be honest, guys. Yeah. yeah. Breaking them out here with you guys is the first time I've actually taken a good, like, long look at them all individually. And I think whereas we might be uncertain exactly to the extent that the YT-2400 gets put on the table, these will have different places in different lists. Um, so I'm eager to see to see both of how, you know, they perform. But I'm, I'm going to have a lot of fun flying these. 
Yeah. Uh, just, uh, just, I guess those last ones, uh, Manny and Nick, if you, if you had to pick one of these bombers, uh, which one seems the most fun to fly? Uh, I like Tomax. Yeah. Tomax is, Tomax is the Swiss army knife of these options. He, he's got the torp. He's got the bomb coverage. He's got a good ability and he's got the initiative. So I think he kind of edges out in terms of favorability with his utility. Um, do I think he's the most fun? I'm not sure. Like if I, I had not. to pick one that I think Tomax, I agree with you. Tomax would be the one that I would, I would favor, but I think Reimer or Deathfire would be the ones that I would like absolutely be gutting to, to bring to the game store and, and, and try them out, build lists with them. Yeah. All right, everybody, moving on from the new releases. It's been a busy, uh, it, this is good to have a busy week of news for X-Wing. Uh, it, it just goes to show that everything is popping with the game right now. Um, let's move into the meta fallout of Gen Con. And we're going to highlight a couple of pilots who have made headlines, not only at this national event that the three of us were playing at, but also uh, we're seeing it pop up at a lot of store champs. We're in the middle of store champ season. There are, you know, world's invites on the line at a lot of different places. It is so awesome to be able to finally say that we have official OP supported uh, store champs again. I missed it. We all missed it. Uh, being able to play, you know, tournaments that meant just a little bit more. Um, so shout out to the community for keeping the game alive, at, whether it be unofficial tournaments in person or online. It's just great to be here and to have gotten back to the kind of X-Wing that we were all hoping to get back to after after the pandemic. Um, but without further ado, talk about Gen Con. Guys, I think a couple of first impressions that I noticed. One of them is that five ships is the new four ships. The, the average quantity in a list has gone from four ships to five ships now. Uh, you yes. can just expect to see it. Uh, that's four points. That's been the case but, for a while now. I, I, but, yeah, for the yeah, past but two months. Gen Con is one of the first couple of national events. So, you know, unless you're going to a bunch of store champs, right. which some people aren't, they have, you know, it's becoming more apparent to people as more and more larger events are happening. Right. Um, All right. But for, there were yeah. a lot more four ship lists before this points change. There I would, was I would much say, more. Yeah, even a month ago, um, it wasn't unique to yeah. find four point lists. In Absolutely, short championships. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Four points is the new value budget bargain option. Uh, we see that in most factions. The factions that are struggling don't have that kind of versatility with the, that the chassis available or pilots at that cost. That's something that we have seen, especially with Republic. And, that and four points, have, yeah. They yeah, what you can pick with four points. Um, right. The effect of four-point control pieces like Padme, who we're going to do a, a dive into here in a moment. And then lastly, the impact of cheap, high initiative, and high damage stat line slash output chassis, a.k.a. the ARC 170s. Because I, I would say that, that high initiative is now is also more important than ever. Absolutely. So those are my those are the impressions that I made that I that were made for me when I went to Gen Con. Um, what were some other things that you guys noticed? Like, wow, I didn't realize this or that just really stood out to you. Well, playing in Swiss. It stood out to me and it was something that actually it, it kept me up at night for uh, I, probably a week before Gen Con because uh, I, I was last minute in picking my list. And it's because Han Solo is, I think, a meta warping ship. 
Um, Han what do you Solo, mean by that? Meta warping. I, I mean, meta warping as in uh, uh, the list that we're going to talk about, this, this Padme uh, uh, rebel list was built Republic, to... Yeah. Or Republic, sorry. Uh, this Republic list was built to fight Han. Like it, it exists because Han exists. And and there's a lot of lists that I, I even found going in, I felt weren't viable because they're not better than Han. And I didn't want to take Han to Gen Con because I know that people were either going to be bringing you know, right. the uh, Republic list to beat Han or that they are, I'd be going up against Han, but players who've been playing this a lot more than more often than me in these store championships. And that's where I decided to bring uh, five T seventies uh, uh, for both Republic. you guys. Yeah. It, it's resistance. Han, yeah. Han scared me into flying a new faction. I'd flown, you know, a bunch of like practice test games um, uh, against myself with this before, um, but I, I got like I think before Gen Con, I, I maybe had a couple days, like a couple days on the table with it. It was the right call because uh, it was that list. Uh, I, I I brought it to uh, defeat the Han list, but then also I thought it was good if people came and played the like Republic. It would defeat the Republic lists. So that list, the 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 five T seventies actually did. I faced a Republic list. I faced a Han list. Um, and then I faced another uh, a resistance. It scared me into resistance. I faced another resistance list with that had uh, Ray in the the YT thirteen um, hundred mm-hmm. with Lo and and I, fa- I faced two of those, but I beat one. So it it did what it came for. But I think Han Solo has warped the the format and is making people they have to consider Han before they right create a list. I just flew two. I just uh, flew two seventies just because it's the only thing I fly and nothing else. Yeah, because Manny <laughs> is a very interesting human being with his list building. <laughs> I mean, but but Manny, you, not, you flown I, against. I'm not a creative you. individual. No, no so I, I, I just really like. I just really. I just really like the chassis. I'm the type yeah. of guy who, like in Smash Bros, picks the same character over and over again and will not change. So there's a little a bit. Lot of- a lot of those people are are, are can be like a world world class at that character, um, but like I would say, like Manny, but you've flown against everything, like uh, you 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 kind of know what what is going to be yeah. good and against like especially Manny point was point getting practice point. against Han when he was eight points when I was playing Han in a three oh, yeah. list. That oh did yeah, well I mean the last gen con in in Chicago there there's there's a lot of Han. Um, and that's that's one of the reasons after flying against it so many times in store championships, that's what really showed me how powerful it is and mm-hmm. definitely something that I think if, when you're building a list today, you just have to consider. Yep. And the people, you know, why? Why is Han? Let's break it down super quick. I'll help you guys with why Han is so good. Well, there's the obvious reasons. There's also the combination of the high initiative at I6, the ability to boost with a large base. The wide firing arc, the ability to re-roll all your dice, whether it be attack dice or defense dice, as long as there's an obstacle at zero to one of you. You can also do this for uh, damage card rolls and obstacle rolls. If you go over a rock, you can re-roll the die you roll. And then the more obvious is, well, he can double focus and he can, with double the two focuses from Perceptive Copilot, he can use Bistan, the gunner, while he's focused he can perform a bonus primary attack against a different defender. So he is basically two ships at seven points, a lot of health, 
five shields, eight hull, good dial, good stat, just everything all around, so good. So his ability to shoot twice with that passive double modded shot with, you know, the, and by passive, I mean he has to reroll all his dice, so it's no guarantee, but the odds are in your favor. He's just good. He's just yeah. in, you know, at eight points, I thought he was really strong, um, really expensive. So when you lost him, you always lost your game. Now at seven with everything with the, the, the tide rising and the large boats kind of dropping down from eight to seven in almost every case. He is uh, a huge he almost have to build a competitive rebel list with Han these days. You don't have well, Zach Bart proved that it, it wasn't essential. Right. But yeah. a lot of people have looked at, well, if I want to build a rebel list, I probably need to have either Han or Luke. Han is super popular right now. Yeah. I mean, and also it counts. I mean, it counts as two ships. There is a four. There's like a four ship list Han, but I would treat that as a, because of the double tap. I would treat it as a five ship list yeah. as well. Yeah, Han counts um, as two ships, which is also so the the original like uh, Han build was uh, it was Han. You have uh, Sabine in the Tie Fighter, uh, Keo and uh, Wedge and Luke. Uh, really good at objectives. And um, Keo could take a proton rocket just to make a little uh, extra lethal. Um, and Sabine would be uh, taking objectives as well. Or even if they didn't go Keo, you could. Uh, and then Wedge, Wedge would also, with that ability of taking away the evade die, kind of help chip away at uh, other ships as well. That created, there's a second Han archetype, which is, you know, Han, you have the uh, uh, Luke and you have fen rao in the fang fighter uh with sabine in the tie fighter yep and uh and and that one and that option though was created to counter the first wedge option (laughs) no it's not it's not sabine it's keo it's keo um fen and uh, han and uh although keo and sabine tend to be interchanged they're they're both treated almost equally in different ways like people will pick one over the other yeah uh, sabine and the a-wing both at three points sabine yeah and the a-wing yep they're both keo and sabine at three points yeah i think keo i mean ever since sabine lost the uh, missile slot i think keo is a little better now yeah so i had a insane experience at gen con i yeah still am processing exactly how on earth i was able to kind of just knocked down every barrier in my way. I went undefeated in Swiss and then won my play-in Swiss game on day two to make top four. Um, I was playing Empire. I was the only Imperial player to make cut in general the second day of Swiss. I was the only Imperial player, which I think if you were to have told somebody that, one of you guys, that weeks before Gen Con, you'd be like, get the hell out of here. There's no way that actually happens. There's going to be more than one Imperial player that makes cut. Surely, after three days of Swiss, no, apparently not. I was there were a lot of Empire players, but the bomber the bombers are really popular. And I think that kind of goes to show that maybe they aren't the best option for making, you know, for getting to that next level for top yeah. cut purposes, you know, just be competitive enough. We'll see. There's still time. But um, I brought a five ship list. I brought starter set Vader, brought Merrick. I brought Tomax um, and the boys, the, the TIE fighters, Mauler and Backstabber. And uh, it was a great list. It was a ton of fun. Um, lost to Zach Bart, who played Final Table uh, with his Rebel list that did not feature Han, which I thought was super exciting. I was really excited for him and excited to play against a list that was different because I always appreciate when my opponents bring something a little different. He loved that I had Merrick. I love the fact that he 
brought um, Fenrau and Hera and Bodica and Sabine. Like it was just a cool list. So he yeah. just to let you guys to to break it down for you guys super quick. He brought Hera in the A wing, Fenrau in the Fang Fighter, um, Bodica in the Fang Fighter, Sabine in the Tie Fighter, and Battle of Yavin Luke. So a five ship list with mixed initiative skewing on the higher end. Just good. It was just very solid. Um, and he lost to Tyler Tippett. So congratulations to Tyler for yeah. winning Gen Con. Tyler has won national events before, including Adepticon in uh, 2019. Um, he, he, I mean, I know him pretty well. He's, uh, he's been playing for a long time and he brought the Republic list. We're about to, to break down. I, Andrew, I believe has pulled it up. And this is where we're going to get to the main topic of conversation, this list and a couple of figures in it. Yeah, a lot of uh, Siege of Coruscant stuff. Uh, we have Anakin Skywalker in the uh, Ada to Addicts, the Siege of Coruscant version. Uh, Naboo, Royal One Starfighter with Padme. And uh, Jag in Sie- Siege of Coruscant. Oddball from Siege of Coruscant. And Wolf Siege of Coruscant. All those in the ARC 170s. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Five ships. They- Three medium bases with re- front and rear arcs, no pun intended. Yep. Um, a- an I six with three force that's very hard to kill, and then an I four and an N one, which the N one has never been a very good chassis, but this one at four points, Padme. Can you read her ability for us, Andrew? Yeah. It's uh, when an enemy ship in your front arc defends or performs an attack, that ship can modify only one focus result. So, so if you neutralizing, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, it's good for neutralizing Han. He can't uh, modify those uh, those. Fo- like, you can only modify one focus result on attacks. Um, it's a great flanker. I mean, that's really that's really what it's there for. Yep, uh, she wants to go fast to get the evade so she can protect herself, and then she, you, you know, a lot of the. I think this this version had uh, proton torpedoes and passive sensors, I believe. Yes. Um, so she'll roll up with the evade, do the three to five uh, maneuver, get that evade, and then passive sensor, and just sit there with her arc wide on everybody. So that way, the arc 170s can feast on anything in her front arc, and they can, you know, their attacks and their defensive capabilities are neutered if they're yep. rolling eyeball results. Um, especially Han, who can still pick up one eyeball result and re-roll it instead of all of his dice, but it really hurts him badly. Um, if especially uh, if he wants to spend a focus, he rolls natty eyeballs. Congrats, you get one hit instead of three. Yeah, or four. Uh, Manny, did you play against this list or Padme at all? At uh, uh yeah, yes, I did. Uh, I totally forget his name. I played against him like maybe two or three times before. Uh, I'm sorry for listening to this, but yeah, he flew three arcs, Padme and Anakin. Um. It's very important to uh, read your opponent's list and know what they do because I had I, I had no idea that Oddball is just able to soak up crits, and I don't believe I've ever rolled as many crits uh, in my entire life. Oh, fun! Uh, where uh, the damage was like equally split between yeah. Oddball and some other ship. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I, I was like, yeah. wait, I thought that, I thought that was a rebel upgrade. It I guess is. The- it's dirty. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, read your opponent's list. It's important. Um, that's my uh tip. If you were to take anything from me, it would be that. Yeah, 
Yeah, this is, I mean, this is a great list just because it throws a lot of red dice. And this is a list that um, wants to joust. Um, and it wants to force you into a joust. Um, I, I flew against this list. And I also, I brought my list specifically to counter this list. Um, so I, I tried to pay attention. I thought it was for Han, right? Or was it specifically? Oh, it was for both. Because okay. So I, I brought it because I was like, people are either going to bring Han or they're going to be bringing, um, yeah. or they're going to be bringing this list. Um, and I wanted something that would be good against both. Yeah. I played against this list as well. Uh, my second round, it was a rematch. His name is uh, Eric. Um, I think you played him as well, Manny. I'm not sure. Um, who Possibly. He just won his world's invite. So, Eric, if you're listening, congrats again on that. Yeah, he congrats. beat me firmly when I was playing Rebels at a store champ um, at Scramble, and I was first player the entire game. So, he just kept taking the point back from me, which was super yep. annoying. But he brought that. He bought that. Is This is known as Paul Heaver's list. Paul Heaver is the, archi- the yeah. architect behind this list. He's the one that won Lone Star Open with this list. Uh, and so, Tyler. And Eric and a, f- a couple other people brought it because it has proven itself at the biggest, at the highest level, if, you know, on the biggest stage. Yeah. Um. And really, the way that I was able to, I the the way I was able to beat it was that his his Padme, uh, I ignored his Padme, and she was set up on the opposite side of the board, and she couldn't get far enough into the engagement to do anything, including yeah. fire a meaningful torp. And then I was able to take two arcs off the board um, with the high initiative. Uh, I was able to initiative kill Wolf and get oddball out of there and that was enough with the objective points to win but yeah padme was a big absence in that game um same i i I did something very similar and uh and i went after um oddball first um and and yeah basically so what what this list wants to do is is you're you're setting up the arcs in the middle and those arcs want to have as much you know time on target to to win that initial joust um you set up the rocks you you want to set up the your rocks in a way turn zero with this list is very important um you want to set up the rocks in a way in a, like crescent moon that gives uh, an opening for you you basically want to block off one side of the board um and 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 put as many rocks to one side as possible to force your opponents to set up directly in front of your arcs because uh, if they do that then you can go all in on them um, if they decide to set up in the rocks that's that that are bad that's fine because you can turn into them they still have to then get through that debris field to to come after you and it just gives um, anakin and padme even more room to maneuver uh, on the flank so they that is really where where they, they want to force you so this is a list that it's you there is a a a player skill level you know i wouldn't say just think you can take this and um yeah no think that you're gonna start winning games but uh it is very good at what it does this is this is really good against uh those hanless large base ships and mm-hmm. anything where it can it can win that joust it's gonna have a very hard time i think against the um high initiative because the initiatives are a little bit lower here going to have uh some hard times against some of those yeah. ace lists uh that six aren't... five four three uh yeah. four four three six five four four three yeah um and it's it's also going to have uh issues with the, the the reason why five t70s works is that they are also chunky um 
but they can also they can throw more red dice into the arcs than the arcs are going to throw back at them and um and the longer that the arcs are the more turns that they take fire and sustained fire the 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 easier it is to uh, or the harder it is for them to to win right manny do you usually go after is oddball usually your would be your primary target well, after that experience, oh. yes. Um, Oddball would be, yeah. I mean, now I know how to fight that uh, that squad. But at the time, I was like, oh, an arc in range one? Sweet. I'll just shoot I'll shoot at that. Uh, yeah. Uh, surprisingly, that's not the greatest idea. At least not in that game. <laughs> so as, as we take a step back, and, you know, it's been a few weeks since Gen Con has passed, um, and Republic is still at, at the top in terms of its appearances as store champs. Um, mm. We're seeing this list a lot. We're seeing versions of lists with uh, even Rick uh, and Delta 7B Anakin, who in 2.0 yeah. was never played. He was never played until like only at the very beginning of his release when the expansion came out were people playing him. But it's good to see Delta 7B Anakin yeah. as a place in the meta as well. And he's doing, he's faring quite well. Um, so yeah, Republic like is Anakin. just on top right now in a lot of ways. Um, you know, that's been the biggest thing that I've taken away. I, uh, I would I'd say Rebel and Republic are, are on top. Yeah, in a lot of ways. That isn't, yeah. you know, not a catch all like only Republic, but Republic, I would I would argue is number one and Republic and Rebels is right oh. there behind them at number mm. two. Mm. I I I think I think it's pretty even like in a rock, paper, scissors games, they kind of beat each other. Um. Let's see. I'm going to take. But yeah, I, I mean, I think that there there have been. I don't know. I would say that Rebel has an equal right to first place as Republic. Yeah, I'm it's it's like a 60 40 split right now. I'm looking at uh, lists that have won their tournaments right now. I see a couple of Rebels, but more Republic on the first page of List Fortress right now. Um which is cool because it's six either way. Well, no, I just, I just, I think that's what I'm noting. There's a first order list. That's cool. Um, yeah, I, I, that's my opinion. I think Republic is, 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 uh, has a very slightly narrow advantage, but rebels and Republic both are at the top and both are very much capable of beating each other and winning tournaments. Uh, as we're seeing on list fortress, at least the more recent tournaments looking at a lot of Luke's. Looking so at a lot it's Keos and oddballs and a I'm couple scum, at, which is shocking to me. It's so yeah. So Republic barely. I mean, fifty five point five percent of tournaments are Republic. Fifty two point three percent are Rebel. And that well, that's just in terms of appearances, though, not in terms of winning. Oh uh, like yeah, number, yeah, appear, yeah, that's a, yeah, right a- yeah. appearances. So um, they're both pretty popular. <laughs> Which you know, it's really funny. You think it back um, to oh, the. Oh well, adep- wait, that that's also skewed because the Arc One Seventies also include the Rebel Arc One Seventies. Oh yeah, so um, that's, that's which are or... also cheap now. Okay, yeah. yeah. So I don't know. That might skew it. So it might be closer to fifty fifty. Yeah, uh, but uh, I mean, I mean probably Republic. That's Republic. Never mind. Re- Republic is is uh, yeah, very 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 strong. And um, we will continue to see 
that list and different versions of it and Delta 7B and it can get played as I was saying. However, uh, they are not unbeatable. Uh, this list is, yeah. you know, if you don't practice it, there's a lot of things that could go wrong. And uh, and then always, you know, it's a dice game sometimes, too. Yeah. Well, and I think I think the more that it, it shows up on the table, the more people are starting to figure it out. Um, yeah. You know, because when when uh, this was first when this one Lone Star, it was a pretty wacky list. Um, not not wacky as in like like, it, but it, it wasn't what the Republic meta was at the time at all. Mm hmm. It was very right. different. Yeah. And so I uh, will, we will see what, uh, by the time this episode comes out, Nova, the Nova Open will have concluded and we'll get a, even more insight as to what people brought and what won, what did well. Um, and I look forward to taking a look at that as well. I would expect to see a lot of Rebels and a lot of Republic. I might, if I were a betting man. Oh, Absolutely. Um, I, I would still plan to, I, I'm, I'm still plan bringing my, um, yeah, I, at this point, at this point in time, I would definitely be bringing, um, resistance. Yeah. Uh, resistance, I would say it's interesting what goes three through seven from, I guess three through six, cause seven is scum. Um, yeah, first, I think first order resistance are like good enough and middle of the pack. I don't think they're, you know, yeah. they don't stand out as strong favorites. Um, no. Empire, I think, is lower than people expected, but still popular and getting played a lot. Yeah. Just not in terms of the competitive edge, not performing as well. Um, apparently, I was flattered after I like I, I was like spellbound talking to Mike. And he's like, dude, like everyone's practicing your list right now. And it's really weird to like. <laughs> I don't know how to feel about that. Like, it's just so funny. It's it's like, yeah, like, yeah, I'm like, and how is it going doing? And they're like, ah, oh, not great. I'm like, well, I'll learn, I guess. <laughs> you got, yeah, know. you got to have the, you got to have the touch. Yeah. Uh, You guys good to move on? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cool. All right. So take a moment here. Um, We have a segment that's going to be from our audience. So I'd love to be able to, uh, you know, be able to listen to you guys and talk about topics of conversation that you would like to hear on your preferred X-Wing podcast. And Daniel Leon, shout out to Epionic, who is the same person, the very same, who from Hawaii shipped me Starter Set Vader's card so I could play it at Gen Con. Wow, thank Daniel. you. Yeah, thank, uh, appreciate you, man. It worked out. Appreciate you. Yeah, that, that, um, was, that was clutch. It was, yeah, beyond clutch. It's amazing. Um, he asks... How do you overcome a bad situation when you are clearly behind? You just lost a, you know, an engagement has gone awry, hasn't gone the way that you thought. What is your thought process and what do you do next? How do you adjust? I concede. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> uh, at least for me. But wait, so are you asking me that question? Yeah, yeah. let's start with you. All right. All right, cool. Um, I don't know. It is what it is. Uh, I don't really get tilted in this game. It is what it is. It is, what it is. <laughs> um, I mean, uh, I try to make the best. Of, I try to make the best out of a bad situation. They're just like, all right, what's the most optimal uh, moves in this bad place? And basically, pray to God that it goes my way. Uh, that's that's basically it. that's my strategy. <laughs> and for those of who aren't religious, just yeah. <laughs> Do something scientific. Exactly. Pray to Yahweh. I know the place we get monster. <laughs> Whoever you worship. You exactly. Worship. Buddha. Uh, 
Your cat, dog, just, yeah, it's really up to you. What about you, Andrew? Yeah, uh, so this was something that I, I had to learn very early on I is, yeah, uh, if you can, you know, don't tilt. Uh, there's there's always something that you can do. And, and this is what is great about the objectives, too, is that there's usually something that you can pivot to if you're behind. You know, it's always good to have a game plan going in, but when that doesn't work, you know, having that backup or just taking a pause and it's, it's an okay moment to take a beat. And like, honestly, what, what I do is I go, okay, so you, you know what the points are, you have it. X-Wing is a game of high variance. There's a couple dice rolls can go your way and it can change the whole thing um, is figure out what I need to do to win and, uh, and, and figure out what that is. If it is like, Hey, I gotta, I gotta take out their ACE. It's a low probability, but, um, I can, I kind of have to go all in or dive on it, or I have to go all in and dive on these objectives. And it might not work out entirely for me, but the upside is that I, I can win. Um, mm-hmm. you make that risky play because you're already losing. So you, at, at that point you have nothing more to lose. So you can figure out what, how, what the game plan is now. How do I win? How do I get those points or how do I prevent them from, from getting that? And, you can start making that risky play. And also knowing that what, what helps me not tilt is saying, if I come out of this victorious, that's going to be one heck right. of a great story. Like this is like, if, if I'm behind, I don't tilt because I'm like, man, if Sorry, I tell your come kids, back, your grandkids, yeah, seriously, no, but, but like, <laughs> but that, that's what keeps me from, from not tilting is like, okay, wow. If I'm like down the, the score is like, uh, you know, 16 to nine, I got these, I got two ships left and they got four. Um, if I pull this out, man, this is going to be amazing. Uh, so how do I do that? And yeah, it's figuring out what, what are your outs? What are your points? And if there is, you know, sometimes it's got to take that risk and, um, and, but go for whatever play will give you the most points. And as, as long as you, you stick on that strategy, then, then you have a better shot than you did before of getting out. of it. Uh, how about you, Nick? Yeah, so uh, this is something that takes a while to, you know, to get in this kind of mindset. Uh, the first thing is, so, th- no matter what, you can't change the fact that this happened. So you have to just now pay attention to the things that you can can control. One of them is, okay, well, the game's not over yet. We haven't hit 20 points. How much? How many points did I lose here? Or, you know, what was the, the, the long-term aftermath of this happening? Usually, it's not enough for you to feel hopeless. Sometimes it, d- it depends on how expensive or how catastrophic the event was, the engagement was. What I try to do is I try to move on to my win condition. And you have to treat the game like a potential, like Andrew said, like a comeback potential because how what's more exciting than winning 20 to 8 coming back and winning a close game until the game is over it's not over so with objectives there are ways for you to score points and pull even pull ahead get close to your opponent uh typically when you've lost a ship late in the mid game or end game they have a ship that is on you know a couple of health a couple of hole that you could, if you just get the right shot in and get just lucky enough or put in the right spot, 
you can get some points back from taking that ship down. And ultimately, you really owe it to yourself to get as close to your opponent's score as possible. Because if there are cases where you just know you won't be able to win, we all lose games. It's like life, right? Um, you owe it to yourself, though, to keep trying, to keep going and try to pull as close as possible to make your opponent sweat and remember you, right? Remember the game that you just played where I said, wow, I won, but they they gave me quite a run like for my money. Like They almost had me. So you owe it to yourself to just play your heart out at all times, especially in a competitive environment. Try not to tilt. Find ways to cope. Realize it's not over yet. And just move on to what can I do next? Those, that's my advice. That's what I try to do. I am very competitive. I care a lot about winning. I hate losing. As, as, as Brad Pitt and Moneyball would say, I hate losing. I hate losing even more than I want to win. And there's a difference. So... <laughs> Just you just gotta try to uh you just you know sometimes like with just dice, like if you get diced, you could just be yeah, like, ah oh, man, I got diced. And it is but what you it know is. what? For every time that you get diced, they go the other way too. So you could you can dice oh, yeah. somebody else. Like when I played D Yoon, I beat him twenty one to twenty, and if his dice weren't horrible, he would have beat me. And I was just like, I'm gonna just recognize that. It that's happens excellent. to me. It happens yep. again, you know, it happens against me, it happens to me a lot as well. And that's X Wing, as you said. But yeah, just be healthy about it. You owe, you owe it yourself to just try to play the best game from that point on that you can, I would yeah, say. Absolutely. You know, it's still practice. Even if you lost the game, you're still practicing and remembering these things to try to avoid the same mistakes next time as well. Right. Right. Learning experiences. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's my TED Talk. Um, any, anything else to, uh, to add to Daniel's uh, question there? No, but that, I mean, that's a great question. Uh, it is. Thank you, thank so you Daniel. I appreciate it. it. Yeah. And to, to those of you guys listening uh, in our Discord, we'll have, uh, we have a, a part of our Discord dedicated to the show. Please drop your questions in there. We'd love to be able to, to, to answer them and talk about them, these topics. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, do you want to move on to upcoming events? Sure. Let's do it. Um, we can do upcoming events. So, by the time this is out, Nova Open will have just happened. So I'm going to just, you know, that was in D.C. That's a pretty big event. That's a multi-day, almost the entire week event. But the, the next big World's Open qualifier, I will actually be at in San Francisco, California, the Golden State Games World's Open qualifier on September 23rd and 24th. From there, we have our Dragonfall charity event on October 7th and 8th, a two-day event, two single days of Swiss store champ style, essentially, two Worlds invites across those two days. We are co-hosting. Andrew and I will be there uh, yes. casting Dragonfall as well. Uh, that is in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. Again, October 7th and 8th, that weekend, Saturday and Sunday. We'd love to see you there uh, if you are in the area. And then lastly, just announced, uh, we have our Windy City Trials Turkey Trot Store Champ. That's on November 18th here in Chicago, Illinois at Good Games. So we will be posting and have uh, you'll see the event link for that in the description for this podcast and all over our channels. Is turkey got to be served? I'm just curious. No, I want you guys to eat good food, so probably not. All right, cool. <laughs> oh, <laughs> something that's not dry. We'll have a potluck. Every, there you go. <laughs> every Everybody person has to bring an item. Stuffs eat. their face and plays X-Wing. That sounds like fun. Yeah, exactly. That, that, that sounds, sounds like, fun. like a great I'll time. totally be down. Yeah. Yeah. 
right. Um, nor- normally, uh, we would have a section of our, we, we will in the future be talking about uh, upcoming or current, you know, Star Wars media and shows. Ahsoka just came out, though, and uh, we're going to let it brew and have a couple more episodes pass before we really break down our thoughts on that show. It's just a little too early. I would I say and one of yet. us hasn't even seen it yet. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> so we'll, you know, just be proactive with that. We will certainly be talking about Ahsoka and how Nick will not stop comparing it to Andor because I'm obsessed with Andor. <laughs> I am obsessed with Oppenheimer. That's too high of a standard. It, it's just so good, right? No, Andor's <laughs> great. I mean, all the, all the new Star Wars shows have been pretty great so far. So I've been thrilled by it. Um, and But also, I was going to say it's got E-Wings in it. So I thought that I that know. would be... It's got E-wings. I know. I, I will be gushing over that as well. Yeah, I built a yeah. list with, that has four E-wings in it, too. Uh, Fantastic. For, oh, we just yeah. got to buy them. Uh, anything else, guys, to wrap up the podcast? Before I do a little closing remark, I have some one more thing I wanted to mention, but I thought I'd throw it over to you well, guys Well, yeah, first. no, no, I'm good. No, I'm good. I just want to give everyone a heads up that our, our good friend Chris Tanner over at Planning Face Syndicate, I just learned that his 12-year-old daughter is dealing with uh, cancer. And we have started a fundraiser, Nickel City X-Wing, and us at 312 to help raise money uh, to uh, help cover those medical bills. So uh, we will post a uh, donation link. All proceeds, all donations will go to uh, Chris and his family. Um, you know, we just, we, we're all here for each other. The X-Wing community is great for so many reasons. And if you can and are able to donate, we really, really appreciate your generosity. And just, you know, if anything else, just send some, some thoughts uh over to uh chris and his family so just yeah, wanted to absolutely. mention that yeah um well thank you everyone for listening to our first official podcast episode i can't believe we fight it, it took a while but we did it uh shout out to andrew who is helping who it was his idea and he's the one helping to produce this uh i don't think i would be as far along in our three and two journey without andrew being a vital part of the community I'll give oh, Manny well, a bit of a it. shout out too, just to inflate his ego. Absolutely, uh, thanks. Even though he spends I most of it. his life at the beach these days. <laughs> oh yeah, he does. Yeah, <laughs> you're, I've been yeah. swimming. I've been water swimming. Inflate it so like a beach fun. ball that you're you're playing with every day at the beach. <laughs> uh, so when we when we return, we will discuss the metaphor of the Nova Open that is happening in DC in just about a week from this recording. Be sure to follow us on Twitch, where we live stream tons of X Wing, both in person and online, as well as other games like me struggling and raging over Jedi Survivor on Grandmaster. <laughs> Check us out on YouTube for edited content. Like us on Facebook for community updates. And if that's not enough self-promo, we also have a Discord. Can you believe it? Click and the link in the podcast description. Yeah. Please don't. Yeah, hang out with us. Talk with us. <laughs> <laughs> don't talk to... Well, actually, do talk to Manny. DM Manny, please. Click the link in the podcast description for more information on how you can connect with us. Until next time, for 312 Squadron, my name is Nick Sperry. This is Andrew signing out. And I'm Emmanuel. I'll signing out. I'm sorry, nice. I cancel your exit, Andrew. I'll, I'll think of my own next time. <laughs> no, that's good. That's fine. We're leaving all this in. <laughs> oh, yes, we I are. Thank you all. Of course Appreciate you are. listening. Take care. Take care.